So I spent two months uh, in a wilderness camp. <laughs> and so I was sleeping on like the dirt for, for two months, pretty much <laughs> in the wilderness. And we were hiking every day, cooking like rice in a pot every night. That was, that was food. That was like, uh, that was dinner every night for 60 days. And then uh, after that, I went to like an actual like nice boarding school. It was pretty nice. And I lived there for like 20 months, I think it was. Another episode of Adversity Kings. We got a special episode. Again, some of these episodes I do, and probably more over time, just as the company continues to expand and grow, we do, uh, we highlight the individuals that are top performers in our company. So Ryan here was a top producer last month. What place did you come in? First place, number First one. place? Yeah, number yeah. one? Let's mm-hmm. go, dog. So you were number one, won a pair of Jordans, won a Jake Paul fight trip, so took you out to Dallas, you won a Miami trip, living it up, man. Been living, <laughs> been living it up for sure. Let's yeah, go. So how long have you been selling life insurance? Uh, so July was my fifth month. Yeah, fifth month. So f- five months, probably made 40, 50 bands. Yeah. Two, three trips. Yeah, two right. or three trips. Yeah, Arizona with Nate too. Yeah, so, so three, trips, three trips. Three solid trips so far. Fifty grand, five months. How old are you? Nineteen. Nineteen years old. Crazy. Mm-hmm. What yeah. was growing up for you like? I know you got a crazy story. Yeah, growing up, uh, pretty like standard. Yeah. Uh, you know, just my mom and dad. My parents got divorced when I was young though. Yeah. And things were kind of rocky after that for a while. So then, just living in like a split household. Yeah. Um. Mom had boyfriends growing up, yeah. didn't always like them, but that was the situation. My dad wasn't working for a while uh, after they got divorced, so it went from, like, my because my dad was making a lot of money, yeah, and he was in sales, too, and he was he was doing really well. Um, so it went from, like, ha- pretty much having everything as a kid to, like, losing it all. Yeah. And then, like, living in an apartment and townhouse, selling all, like, house, everything. So it went from, like, be younger, you know, it was, like, super fortunate, and then, like, Kind of had to watch my parents rebuild. And what, <clears throat> and I can relate to that a lot, you know what I mean? Being rich, broke, <clears throat> and then getting it getting it back. Mm-hmm. Now, what nationality are your parents? Are they first, like, generation, or, like, they no, been they're, here for uh, years? No, they've been here for a couple generations, my family has. Okay. So, but they all grew up in Wisconsin, so I think we're the first ones in Illinois. Okay, Wisconsin. But, like, what nationality? Uh, Just, like, a mix of pretty much everything. Okay. Honestly. Nothing, like... You know, like German, yeah. German, Irish mostly. Yeah. So, okay. And some Swiss. And then, so you're growing up, you know, the divorce hits you. Obviously, that's a pivotal moment for a young man or a young woman, anybody in general. Yeah. Going through a split up. As you start to get into middle school and high school, what's life like for you? And who are you closest with parent-wise or in your life? I would probably say I was closest with, uh, in middle school, probably, you know, uh, my dad... Just because, I don't know, you know, the situation of my mom wasn't always the greatest. Um, but but definitely, as I kind of got into middle school, it definitely got close with, like, both my mom and my dad. Yeah. Because, you know, my mom got diagnosed with breast cancer when I was in mm. fifth grade. And so she was pretty much battling that all throughout middle school. Mm. Um, and so then I kind of got really close with my mom and, you know, still got close with my dad but me and my dad started like butt heads a lot in high school me and my both my parents started to butt heads a lot in high school and so yeah. i ended up going to boarding school mm. for a little bit for a little while yeah um, but how yeah. was that 
<clears throat> it was an experience. Yeah. Definitely. Being like <clears throat> sent away from home at like five in the morning. Two big Connors walk into your room and grab you. Yeah. You're like laying in bed. Yeah. <laughs> they tell you you're going to Las Vegas and uh, there's nothing you can really do about it. Because <laughs> your, your parents like basically sign your rights away. So were when you that kinda, happens, like, so. were you like excited about like you being in Las Vegas? Or? No, I was not excited because I knew I was just going somewhere that was like not gonna be fun. Yeah. And yeah, I went straight to like this. What did desert you do camp. that was so like crazy for them to do that? I was just a pretty defiant kid, you know. I I wouldn't say I did anything crazy. Like I don't know. Every parent kind of views it differently. Yeah. I guess mine were a little bit like I think they were kind of extreme, but it sounds extreme. Some people yeah. like, you know, a lot of the kids I met there were doing like a lot more crazy things than I was, but. You know, I know my mom did it out of care, but it definitely, uh, definitely sucked. But um, so I was pretty much just def being really defiant, had bad grades, you know, smoking weed all the time. Yeah. Didn't really care about anything. They wanted to do what I wanted to do, and they didn't like that. How long did you spend uh, in boarding school then? So I spent two months uh, in a wilderness camp. <laughs> and so I was sleeping on, like, the dirt for, for two months pretty much <laughs> in the wilderness and we were hiking every day cooking like rice in a pot every night that was that was food that was like uh that was dinner every night for 60 days and then uh after that i went to like an actual like nice boarding school it was pretty nice and i lived there for like 20 months i think it was so i think i was gone for like almost two years 22 and months so would you go from 15 to 17 Nah, so I went from 17, or I was 17 when I got sent away, I think, and I came back and I was 18. 18? Yeah. So like 18 and a half? Uh, yeah. And then, so you, and then, how long have you been 19 now? Uh, I turned 20 in like almost, I think like almost a week. Okay, let's go. September what? September 7th. Wow, let's go. Same birthday month as me. Let's go. All the dogs are born in All September. the dogs, dude. All the dogs. So... Wilderness, boarding, 20 months away. Did you have contact with the outside world? Oh, so I don't have a phone for all 20 of those months. So, like, the morning I was getting taken away, like, I went to grab my phone like this, and one of the big Connors reached in and grabbed it right as I was about to grab it. So I had no contact with anybody the first two months, and then my mom was driving me from where I was in Utah to Montana, and... I was able to call like a few friends. Yeah. And uh, that's pretty much my only contact for, I want to say, like the next six or seven months, probably. And then your parents came back every six months to t check on you? So I got, uh, so I spent Thanksgiving in the desert. And then my only contact in the desert was uh, a letter once weekly to my parents. That was the only person I could, I was like approved or allowed to send letters to. I wouldn't to. be writing no letters. I'd be so pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I would be I'd be writing letters when I get back I'm blowing the house up. <laughs> I swear to God, you guys are gonna regret doing this. Yeah, yeah. I'm I was doing push-ups every day to beat you up, Dad. <laughs> I was doing push-ups every day out there too, and we were hiking every day. We had to push a cart with all of our like packs on it and everything. Like, <laughs> we had to push it like five miles to the desert. They sent you to China, bro. This is not an American story. <laughs> it's not beating my story, dude. No, that's not being my story. Dude. And then we had to, like, <laughs> we had to, uh, I mean, yeah, we were just living outside, like, snow, rain, everything. They'd be like, we got to hike. <laughs> and, like, there was always the kids who were like, 
fuck this shit. Like we're not hiking. We're not, we're yeah. We're not moving today. And I always loved it when they would do that because like you got to be on good behavior to get out of the camp. Yeah. You got to follow all the rules. You got to complete like all these like different coursework that they set up for you. <laughs> and like you get one week to do it. So if you mess up like one time, you got to spend another week there. So I was like on my shit because I'm like, I'm trying to get the fuck out of this desert like yeah. as fast as I can. <laughs> okay. So did anybody ever get like bit by an animal or like uh, attacked? One time. This one kid like ran off into the desert and he told he told him he was just gonna go to the bathroom and he ran off into the desert and was gone for like hours and they were terrified because like they're trying to find this kid, like they're gonna get fired, like they're gonna get sued, like everything. And they, they found him after like three hours. He was like running through the desert. This doesn't sound like an a school. Like I, I think I this? did get school credits for it. Like you get like an adventure ed, like PE. <laughs> credit you got like an so, astrology credit so, like you got an english credit ran this company or like who like signs up to do that job like who were the guys that like paroled you guys around that sounds horrible <laughs> i would never be like oh, i want to go parole around delinquents in the desert they're like they all and like, hike all day with them they all have like the perspective that like they're helping like my story is a little different because i didn't come from like some of the backgrounds that some of the other kids did some of the other kids came from like overdosing on heroin a week ago and this was like their detox oh my god they were just having withdrawals in your tent with you yeah yeah there's kids having withdrawals like like uh that were there there's a lot of like crazy ass people that i met there but or, who like, had the craziest story like who did the craziest shit like was tk there or something <laughs> <laughs> there were some demons there for sure um i'm trying to think i know like a couple of kids i met like they're young, um, but they've got like gun charges yeah. and they've got, you know, things like that. Just a bunch of overdoses too. That was like the most common thing was just overdoses. Yeah. Like they had like I'd met so many people who had already died like twice and like came back to life, <laughs> like or got Narcan. Yeah. Or like I met one kid in my in like the actual boarding school who was dead for like over ten minutes and like got like uh, resuscitated on the way to the hospital. Was he like in there? Because like I believe after five minutes of, of he no was blood flow like or oxygen CPR to your like brain the whole time, but like he wasn't like breathing on his own or anything like that. Okay, I was gonna say because I believe like blood flow not to the brain for like five plus minutes like basically induces like mental disability. Yeah, probably messed up his brain a little bit. He was kind of like a weird kid. Yeah, Definitely had some issues, but uh, <laughs> oh my god, so that was like one, and then um, just stories of like you know. Like a lot of these kids were selling drugs too, so like yeah. some of those stories of like. Were you really bad kid if, you if my kid was overdosing, I would, you know, consider it. But like, I would definitely not do it in the position that like that I was in, because like I wasn't overdosing or anything crazy <laughs> like that. But like, smoking that weed again? No, so so the first two months was like the adventure class. I got an English credit, I got an astrology credit, and I got like a PE credit. And then I went to the actual like school and I just did online homeschool the first semester and then I was actually in a public school the last year, my senior year. And that was like the schooling. All right. But it's like rural Montana schooling versus Illinois schooling, so like yeah. it's a little bit different, but So everybody was like Mormon. <clears throat> not even Mormon, just everybody was like super country and like the schooling was easy, so e so much easier. Yeah. Our credits were like, we needed like three less credits in the Spell state. Spell dog. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. 
Okay, so crazy story. Then you get back, and then how long were you in Illinois? How long were you back before you found us? Like, what were you doing? So I got back the end of summer of last year, so 2022 summer, like early Ju or early June. And then I came home. I was kind of just reconnecting with, like, my friends after that because yeah. I hadn't seen them for pretty much two years. Um, and so I was, like, reconnecting with some of my friends. Like, there's a lot of people I used to be friends with that just I don't talk to, like, at all anymore. Mm -hmm. And so um, just getting used to, like, being back home. And then I went to school, like, not far from here, like 15 minutes away probably from where we're at. Yeah. And I was just playing football there, but I didn't really like it. Like, it was yeah. a small school. Small school is pretty boring. Yeah. So I was always leaving anyways. I was just going to transfer. Yeah. And then one of our, one of my mutual, or one of my friends at the college was also friends with John Rings. So I met John Rings one night there. This is like before he was even working here. So I met John Rings. Um, we stayed in contact. And then I saw him later on at a party uh, right before winter break. And he started telling me, like, about this place. He wasn't even coded yet. I think he was just in the course. Yeah. And he started telling me about this place. And so I was like, yeah, it sounds like a dope opportunity. Like, I'll check it out. Like, I wasn't really thinking about it much because I was just, like, at this party, like, trying to have fun. Um, but I saw John, and so I was, like, saying what's up to him. He started telling me about it. And then he would he was texting me about it for a couple of weeks, and I was telling him I was going to stop by. I was going to stop by, but I was, like, busy with finals, and I just started working at Chipotle because I was trying to make money in college, mm -hmm. too. And I was probably just going to, like, put it off and end up not coming in, just go to community college um, the last semester and keep working and then plan to go to, like, a four-year. And then I saw John post, like, a picture of a cigar night on his story. And that's what actually made me finally be like, okay, let me come and check this out. Yeah. And then I went, I came in, I checked it out. I saw the IA, and I talked to Nate, and I talked to, I didn't even talk to Nick Opassion at all, honestly. Yeah. I think he was on a sit, but I talked to John, and I talked to Nate, and I talked to Rob. And I don't think you were there that night. I think yeah. you had to do something, but... Nate and Rob like secured it for me and I just got the course that day and was like I know I can do this and did you drop out I dropped out like I want to say at first I was going to do school at the beginning of the semester I went to University of Illinois for the weekend with some friends this was last year and this was last I was weekend. already like oh I was already like a week into the semester and I hadn't even started doing any homework or anything yet and it was already the second week and I missed the entire first week just because I was like not focused i didn't want to go back to school like so i was like all right this is what we're gonna do we're gonna drop the classes we're gonna start halfway through the semester and then it gets halfway through the semester and i think that was like march uh push month and i was like you know what i'm just gonna go all in on this for the next three months and see where it takes yeah. me and so i didn't do any school last semester and i just made like 40 50 000. yeah and this semester just focused on seeing how large i can grow the business yeah so you're technically still enrolled then so I'm not enrolled, like I'm not taking any courses. Yeah. And I'm not enrolled in any college. Um, so I, I don't think I'm enrolled. I think I'm technically dropped out. <laughs> but like maybe, maybe I'm not from the He pulls up college. his credit app and it's like, you owe $83,343 to the <laughs> University of College of Page. <laughs> but yeah. Let's go. So you get started with us, college, no go. You make 40, 50 grand in your first three, four months. We go to the Jake Paul fight. The Arizona trip was your first trip. 
Yeah. Right? And mm-hmm. so you guys do the Arizona trip. What was what stood out on the Arizona trip? Anything fun or funny? Yeah. Seeing uh that we can reveal publicly. <laughs> seeing uh Nate having fun was a good time. He said he had no fun. He always hypes it up like, yeah, I just stayed in a red all day. He had fun. <laughs> yeah. He had He's fun. Like, He's I just stayed inside. I read all day. We went out one night, and Nate was saying, uh, Nate was like, that night out, Nate was like having a good time. I rem- like Everybody remembers him saying this. He was like, this is so much fun. We got to go out and do this again tomorrow night. And then the next morning, he woke up and was like, I'm never doing that ever again in my <laughs> life. <laughs> And then that was he. He didn't go out the rest of the time. What's been your favorite trip so far this year? Uh, I don't know. The Dallas trip was the Dallas trip was really fun. Um, Jake Paul fight was was sick. Yeah. And the, the Rangers box was was also super awesome. And then the Miami trip, probably the Miami trip. Yeah. Just because jet that's ski. like jet yeah. skis, like with with everybody too. Yeah. Like we had a pretty big squad from Chicago. Yeah, you guys had there. a big squad, and that was fun. Yep. And yeah, we had a good time. Anybody do anything stupid or funny? <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Anything yeah. we could reveal? Jack Pentec's a demon. So I'm gonna say. <laughs> Jack Pentec's a demon. Nico Passion's a demon. Just <laughs> a bunch of demon, demon Let's activities. Let's go. So then you guys get back. We transition into this month. Slower transition, but it looks like everybody's pretty hyped. We dropped forty, fifty thousand dollars in business yesterday. Uh, finishing the month off with growth. What's your plan for the next 30 days? Yeah, so August for me was definitely a slow month. Um, yeah, Justin and Nate have been on me about it. Uh, they've been pretty frustrated with me. I take a lot. Of, I took a lot of time off this month, so it hasn't been the, the greatest month for me. But um, this month, September, definitely um, I'd like to do some, some crazy, something crazy if I could. Yeah. It's going to be hard, but like 50K net. Uh, ALP like 50 hires would be like insane. Yeah, that'd be stupid, dude. But I mean, probably try to aim for that. Yeah. But you blow up. See, you have a massive see what deal. we can do. Yeah. Yeah, you'd have a massive deal. And I'd have the money to like <laughs> money yep. to grow it, help people out. So yeah, yeah, that'd be stupid. Um, <clears throat> now, what's the most amount of money you've ever made in a week? I think just a, I think a little bit over six thousand. Six thousand. And then what's the biggest week you've had? I think like 11,000. 11,000. And then your biggest month was last month with the yeah. 29? Yeah. 29 net, 11,000 biggest week, $6,000 of income is the is the biggest week of income. What's the biggest month of income? Probably July, too. Would you make 20 grand? Like I think it was like 14, 15. 14, 15 grand. So I had some chargebacks too, yeah. so. Let's go. Probably had like 4 4 or 5,000 chargebacks. When do you think you'll hit 100 grand in the bank? I'd love to hit 100 grand in the bank by the end of this year, but like taxes and everything. Yeah. Definitely going to take a chunk. So aiming for next year. Yeah. To have 100,000 in the bank. Yeah. Definitely have to grow the team to do that, though. Can't just do it all off my own pen. Yeah. I mean, I can, but yeah, it'd be a lot easier if yeah, I did it. With yeah, the you team. Wanna, yeah, you want to build a business. So who are you most excited about in your business right now? Like who, who's in your, in your business, in your agency that you're most excited about? I would probably say that person I'm most excited about is Benny. Yeah, Benny. Benny Mang. Yeah, she's got crushing a, deals. Yeah, she's she's dropped like 4k this month or her first full month. So we Let's got go. two days left. Try to make her a keeper. Yeah. And then um yeah I'm hyped for her. She's she works really hard and and she has a good reason to be here. So that's dope. She's she's bought in and, and she likes it. So I I just want to get her to 10k in a yeah. month as soon as possible. Like get her paid. Yeah. Some some real money. Dope. 
And <clears throat> what's the next two, three years look like for you? What do you what's what's on your vision board? What are the affirmations? What are you what are you trying to manifest? By next year, I wanna be like either October this year or January next year. But most likely January, I want like my agency to do our first hundred K month. Yeah. So for Nate, obviously the goal is to go to Dallas. I want to go to Dallas with Nate. Yeah. But I don't want me going to Dallas just to be like m just my personal production. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I want to go to Dallas and just run on the hamster wheel. Yeah. That's like, what I call. That's what I call it. That's what it is, dude. Like I'd rather go out there have like a team, like like a squad, and then go out there and then build a squad in Texas too. But like, yeah. If I, because if we're doing 25k weeks and then we go out to Texas, we're doing like 30k, 40k by then. At least yeah. That'd be awesome, but. Definitely just got to get hires, find yeah. a way to get hires, get a car. You think you could survive the heat in Texas? Yeah, yeah, I'll be good. Yeah, you lived in the desert. I lived in the desert, yeah. Yeah, dude, <laughs> let's go. So it kind of reminds me, you kind of remind me of that one show, and I didn't watch a lot of it, but I, I uh, upstairs neighbors, we lived in apartments, and they always watched it. It was called Adventure Time. <laughs> and they like, it was like this weird dog and like this weird little like. Jake you know. the dog and Finn <laughs> the human. Yeah, remember that show, Leo? Yeah, so like, is that's basically like what your your childhood was like for a minute. Yeah, just a how bit, motivating do you think it would be if we were like, bro, if you don't go do a hundred thousand in October, we're sending you back to the wilderness camp <laughs> <laughs> for twenty more months. You would go do a hundred thousand. I'd find 000. a way to do a hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah, bro, I'd find a way. I'm gonna start. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> I'm gonna send one person to a wilderness. You're gonna camp. have Connor come knocking the door every single day. <laughs> yeah, Connor's gonna fucking yank people out and take them to the wilderness camp. <clears throat> And they're just going to sit there and do toad with him in the summer <laughs> in the middle of the desert. <laughs> just all day and all night. You just have to do toad and just hike on Connor. You have to put Connor on your back and hike him. That's <laughs> hike him all around the desert. No, that's, that, that's what we got to start doing. That's what I'm going to tell Justin and Nate is just, hey, anytime he's not writing business, tell him you're going to send him to the wilderness camp. <laughs> we got to look. What was the name of the camp? It was uh, Red Cliff. Let me write that down. Yeah, we're Red sending Cliff. you back to Red Cliff, dog. Get you. Get your shit up. Yeah. That's, Put that, that in my sucks. notes. Okay. And that was, like, the place my mom picked, too. But from talking to everybody of, like, being in that, like, <laughs> atmosphere and, like, that world, that was, like, one of the one of the worser places, a lot of people would say. A lot of people, a lot of the kids there had, like, gotten kicked out of their previous ones. <laughs> and then they got sent there for, like, fighting or for, like... Oh, why are you here? Oh, I murdered somebody at my last camp. Yeah, like one of the kids is like, oh yeah, one of the staff members at the last place, I uh, I ran at them and broke their jaw, and I'm facing <laughs> a court case for battery and assault right now, and so oh they sent god. me here and took my court date. Oh my god. That was one of the kids. That's wild. Yeah. My mom almost tried to send me to some boarding thing, but I told her that wouldn't be a wise idea. <laughs> <laughs> I swear. Yeah. I, I was like I 12. I think it was the last time I got spanked. 11 or 12 and I like wasn't having it you know what I mean yeah so man let's see what else what do you think about Dylan Paul Dylan uh, Dylan Dennis and Logan Paul oh that's gonna be fun crazy I was gonna get his tickets and it's in London so I was oh. like ah oh, it's too much you know what I mean that's yeah. too crazy that's too crazy uh, what <laughs> get your codes up, <laughs> get your codes up. <laughs> I need to Dylan Dennis Logan Paul who wins I think Logan Paul's gonna win. Like boxing, yeah. I think Logan Paul will. I don't know, dude. I mean, he's a lot bigger and yeah, he's athletic. But what about Dylan Dennis on this 
terror. Yeah, he's cooking them. Cooking them every day. Five, ten pictures of his girl. You know what I mean? Like at that point, she was in previous relationships. She was a model, and so and it it seems like she was like. She probably was. I think she was with Riff Raff. Her name's Nina Agdahl, and she seems like a lovely girl. And you know what I mean? It's like I think, and I I, I think the. I, I don't know how to portray my beliefs in regard to like where there's there's a, a level of I think there should be a level of equality you know what I mean from from male to woman and woman to male of like all right if if you expect your girl to be pure whatever you expect of your girl I think it's fair for her to expect of you you know so yeah. it's like because I don't I don't think but but society doesn't look at it that way you know I, I think men value women based off of their innocence. And I don't think I don't think we a lot we like almost kind of determine how women value us. We just kind of like set aside the innocence, and we're like, yeah, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? How many yeah. girls that that I've been associated with? It's how many dudes? Did you look at that dude? You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like I get torn there uh, on how to portray that because I don't want to just you know state that I I wouldn't desire to have you know a pure modest uh, woman, but at the same time, like you know, if I'm gonna expect that, I feel like I got to be cool with her expecting. You know, whatever from me as well. So, Definitely. but I see this dude bragging on Logan, and I'm thinking, like, what would you do in that situation if, like, you already knew about your girl's past, but like the public didn't know about your girl, like to the extent that he's putting it out there? I'd be heated. I'd be so mad. <laughs> like at her or him? At like, like kind of both. Like, yeah, kind of both. <laughs> like, like you, you know what I mean? Like look yeah. over, like him too. <laughs> like he. And like, like what, what would be worse is if like. There was one that you didn't know about that he posted a picture about, and like yeah. that would make me even more mad. Like, yeah, like she like kept it secret, or like acted like you didn't. I know, got mad about like that when I was like know, sixteen. Though. I was dating this girl, and I got mad because, you know, when you're sixteen and you get in a relationship, the first couple questions is like, "Who have you been with? Who have you been with?" Yeah, and like, <laughs> yeah, damn, <laughs> yeah. damn. <laughs> okay, but, but, and and like she had left one out, and so I could see that, but like. Now as like a you know as an old man to you, I'm twenty. I'll be twenty five next month. You know, it's like so. It's like I don't really like care. You know what I mean? Too like as long as it wasn't the world. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you know, like all right, it wasn't was it a lot? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I don't want to talk about I don't want to talk about mine. But she's like, well, let me go. Let's go over all yours. No, let's not do that. Let's go. <laughs> let's not. <laughs> let's go over yours. Yeah, <laughs> but um. Man, that's that's crazy. You know what I mean? And then mm -hmm. I think my mentor Simon, he always brings up in, in regard to finding a wife, finding a woman, and, and just you know even women, you know finding finding a man and not being not being just some like conniving manipulator or just taking advantage of of men or women, whatever it is you like. And I think the simplest way he puts it is like you got to think that's God's daughter. You know what I mean? As young men, it's like do you want to just keep you know breaking God's daughter's hearts? Yeah. You know, and that like that really hit me. You know what I mean? Like, oh, okay, yeah, that's like I don't want, I wouldn't want yeah, that. Like, like because his man's like, yeah, we know she's somebody's daughter, but when you put it as like she's Jesus Christ's daughter, now I like it's like, oh my, yeah, no, I can't break her heart that much. Yeah, <laughs> that much. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no, but like it that 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 was really powerful, you know, for me, and it's like. It just made me take a uh, high level of consideration in regard to just perception, you know what I mean, of people in general and valuing people. But I, I it's, uh, it's amusing, 
it's crazy, but it's also like at, at like my stoic point, I'm like, man, I kind of feel bad for all of them. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I don't know, you know? And I don't know if I'd want to be portraying myself as, which Dylan Dennis is just doing it to make money. You know what I mean? Get yeah. the sell tickets and things like that. I think they already sold out, but like, I don't know if I'd want to be, you know, portraying myself, you know, as just some shamer of, of yeah, other individuals. It's a bad look for sure. You know, I don't know. He's also cooking. Uh, next month, October, maybe. But you know what fight I think we're going to do? That it's like not set in stone, but as soon as tickets release, I'm going to try to get the best tickets I can. And I'm, I'm hoping, I'm at least taking one person. I think Conor McGregor is going to fight December 16th in Las Vegas. Oh, that'd be crazy. That would be the craziest experience. It would probably be the last fight he ever does. Yeah. No one else is going to go. This is like, no one's doing stuff like that at 24, 25 years old. You know what I mean? No, so it's, yeah. Let alone taking like the company. You know what I mean? So it's like taking taking and rewarding and incentivizing individuals in their company to go to a Conor McGregor floor seats. You know, he fights. Who's he, who's he in the contender series with right now? Chandler? Chandler, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, Chandler and McGregor, it'd be probably one of the world's greatest fights, not based off of just pure athleticism and their skill set, but just the marketing that McGregor brings. Yeah, it it will be insane. Everybody wants to see McGregor. I'll spend I'll spend five five to eight bands on that trip for yeah. sure. Like I'd feel a lot better. I feel like five to eight bands to London would just cover me. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like there's no point in me just going because the flight's like super expensive too. Yeah, it's like you know I'm gonna I'm gonna have to fly first, so that's fifteen hundred two bands. The ticket's gonna be you know fifteen hundred a hotel, you know fifteen hundred whatever. So it's like, man, that, that ain't worth it. Yeah, not if it's just me. You know what I mean? But if we were you know taking everybody, that'd be dope. But yeah, bro, crazy. I watched a good movie the other day called Big Short. You should check it out. I don't know if you like movies, but it uh talked about the collapse of the housing market and the gentleman that predicted it and bet against it and made a hundred million dollars michael burry insane insane good stuff in there um i think that was all i wanted to talk on i don't want to get you know hyper political or anything like that you know i'm watching patrick david and getting insight there but where can people find you if they want to get into life insurance they like your story they want to hear more about you they want to connect you with you where can people find you Find me on my Instagram, Rye Booker, R-Y-B-U-C-H-E-R underscore. Let's Check go. Out there and yeah, that's probably the best spot to get at me. Let's go. Dope. Another episode of Adversity Kings, top producer, Ryan Booker. If you like what you see, please subscribe to the channel. We are hiring individuals like Booker. If you were in a desert and are a hard worker and want to get rich and you did a wilderness camp, Apply at delabic.com. Hopefully, media team, throw in delabic.com real big right here. Go apply. Let's see if you're a good fit. Well, I'll hop on a call with you personally or FaceTime, and we'll just go through life insurance, getting you a life insurance license, what it would look like, whether you move to Chicago, we have an office in Dallas and Miami, or you just work virtually. Maybe you want to just get your license and go work from Alaska. Let's go do it. Let's make you rich. Peace.